Hey friends, it's Kelly Bennett, and this is a podcast of Brave Conversations. The world can feel deeply dividing. However, I personally believe hearing stories of real, authentic, brave conversations on topics like gender, gender identity, sexuality, race, religion, to economic justice, creativity, politics, music, art, and family, upbringing, trauma, healing, community organizing, and more, we could actually see how we're all deeply connected. As I work to curate a community-based economy, I want to share the brave conversations of people, brands, and experiences that are truly bringing the community together. Stay tuned for weekly interviews of incredible humans that I'm hanging with and talking with. Thanks for listening to the With Brave Company podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to With Brave Company Podcast. This is Kelly and I have a really special guest, someone who I've known for years and we've just come in and out of each other's lives on projects and just um, catching up with one another and someone who I truly admire and who is a really cool spirit and a good person and I'm going to let them introduce themselves for the big reveal of who my special guest is. Um, But yeah, we're gonna have a really cool conversation about her journey and as a community organizer and just the impact she's seeking to create in our community. So, oh, hello. Hi, how are you? Yeah, please introduce yourself. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, Hello, good afternoon, buenas tardes. My name is Briseida Castro and I, like Kelly said, I am a community organizer, but not just that. I'm Latina. I'm mm-hmm. queer. Um, we'll talk about this throughout the podcast. Yes, Mormona, yes. um, which is Mormon, LDS, mm. part of the church. Um, Chingona, I want to say too, which is badass. <laughs> I'm into it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to throw little Spanish words here and there, but I'll translate. Because sometimes I just can't find the word to to really say for that moment. and I understand you know. that. Sometimes you have to just say it in whatever mother tongue it is yeah. to, like, get the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I it was my first language. Um, I later on learned English, which I actually had trouble learning. So I had to um, go to speech therapy for that really? in elementary school. Yeah. And uh, I had an IEP when I was in elementary school as well. What's an IP? So it's an indiv- individual education program. Okay. So because I had that speech impediment, it was a speech impediment. Mm. I still to, to this day cannot roll my R's in Spanish. So being Latina, that's, you know, kind of, uh, at first I would get made fun of a lot. Still to this day randomly, but I feel like people are just a little bit more open and mm. accepting of it, so... I think I'm just glad overall that I know Spanish. <laughs> yes. Got through it. English yeah. solid. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So let's dive into, you know, your background story. Yeah. Like, where are you from? How'd you grow up? I love knowing people's backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they have, have a really cool one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like that was a big one that I, I haven't really shared too much. Um, but I am born and raised in Vegas. Um, my family migrated here a few years before I was born, um, you know, and from Mexico. Got it. Yeah. And they started working for, um, this family that they still work for now. Um, 
a traditional all-American family, and we ended up just being around them a lot, you know, not only because my dad was uh, one of their workers, but they had kids along our age as well, and mm. they were LDS, so because of that same reason, we started going to church as well. So I was born into the church and got baptized when I was around eight, nine, and um, yeah, I, I always grew up around them, and um, then I became very fluent in English, <laughs> mm. but that, that whole family, um, knows Spanish because of, because of us. And like, it was just really, really fun, um, co-living with one another and just always having friends around. We lived, uh, right next door. So, uh, we were just always around and gone to all public schools. Um, I have lived for 25 years of my life on the east side of town. Mm. Um, so it's been really nice seeing that community develop to later on, like now looking back and seeing like, wow, I really have seen my community change. And whether it's grocery stores, uh, roads getting put in and neighborhoods, stoplights getting put in, I've really loved being able to see it develop to what it is now. And, um, I don't want to jump around <laughs> no, over no here, worries. but so, we'll go back to that. Yeah, I want yeah. To go deeper into mm-hmm. it. And um. And yeah, like I've mentioned, um, I'm Latina. I'm Mexican. My parents are from Mexico. They're from a small town, and my siblings were born in Mexico City. And then you know I was born here. Um, but something that I realized as of recently was. I myself didn't really have all that culture and traditions and, and grow up with those. Um, you know, there's certain days that we celebrated, um, like there's a day in January where you buy the big um, roscas, which is some bread. It's I, I think the translation for that is like candy bread or something. It has pieces of yam. And then there's baby Jesuses inside the bread and you have to cut it. And then whoever gets the baby Jesus at the end of the year has to, or no, I think it's in February. Um, has to throw a big party. Really? Yeah, it's really. I've never <laughs> heard of that. El Dia del Niño. What is it called? Yeah, the date's El Dia del Niño, but then the the bread that you get, it's La Rosca. La Rosca. La Rosca, huh? Cool. And um, so there's that, and then you know, just um, it's also kind of funny because, like I said, I grew up within the LDS church, but we also at the same time celebrated these very Hispanic Latina mm. uh, Latino religious days um or overall like festive days um also mother's day father's day we've always celebrated on the mexican day of it but also the english version so they kind of my parents get (laughs) you know two days of that um so they get two yeah pretty much like we yeah if it doesn't fall on a weekday then we are able to celebrate it on a weekend and vice versa so it's pretty cool so you were brought up in, like, the culture of America, so to speak, mm-hmm. but also then integrating Mexican holidays and your heritage, but not as full integrated yeah. as your other siblings or your family? Yeah, I would I would say maybe just overall our family, sorry. And, um, and I think that's just overall because they were just so focused on, you know, working, um, being successful, my siblings. Integrating. Yeah, integrating and becoming part of, you know, the society and community here in Las Vegas versus what they had in Mexico. And, mm. um, you know, just just kind of, you know, what what you said is just fitting in and, and trying to, to integrate. And um, so I feel like for me it was, it was just kind of normal to, 
to have these have these days I don't know not not be used to those festive days or know my own tr- uh, culture or traditions and that's something that I just as, as of recently started wanting to get to know more of mm. and just bringing that back because I can't also blame my parents and my family for being so busy wanting to do that you know and finding it for myself and also just breaking it down myself and understanding it myself and how has that been um honestly it's hard it's um you know it's kind of like the movie selena Mm -hmm. where uh it's hard to be mexican it's hard to be american mexicans expect you to be twice as good and so do americans um and it's it's really tiring um you know with all especially the rhetoric behind the political climate Mm -hmm. um it's i think maybe it's a little hard for me because I do come from a very mixed status family, meaning that um, my sister is a DACA recipient. Um, my brother is a resident. And so, uh, you know, they were brought to the United States when they were children. Um, they both graduated high school, went to college. My sister is a teacher, a special education teacher um, here within so cool. CCSD. And my, fa- my, my dad, my, I'm sorry, my brother is a father. Um, has two beautiful kids and one on the way and mm. um, has been working at that company for years and, you know, put his whole schooling on hold because, you know, he started his family. And um, that's something also that I've just r- recently uh, realized is I think in the, at least for my parents, they feel like they just need to get to a level where they're comfortable. Yes. Um, they're comfortable and they see that, you know, money's coming in, they're doing good, and they want to stay there. But I, you know, for us, I feel like everything's just so accessible that it's easy to, you know, if you don't like that job, get another one. Mm. It's so many resources out there for young folks. And um, again, I I don't want to jump everywhere, but that is why I do this work. And that is why I wanted, I started to volunteer. I wanted to just do more um, for who for what I was able to bring to the table. Um, you know, like, a lot of people even now, like, I, I don't ha- I don't have that much money. I'm pretty broke, but I have time. You know, like, yeah. I can volunteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just start from there and be able to provide resources and just make things a little bit more accessible, especially for our parents um, who maybe may not be too comfortable with, with, English, with English or... Um, just having trouble with that language, I think there's just many barriers that we're able to really knock down and go through that we really should do it. And, you know, I think the only thing that's really keeping us is that fear of, of either rejection, at least for me, that's what it was, fear of, um, not believing in yourself and being able to do it. And that's what I feel like I'm constantly doing every day. Um, I, you know, after volunteering for about a year and a half, and I still know that that's not good enough, you know, I, I wish that I would have started before. I mean, but that's still a solid <laughs> amount of time, okay. But, um, just... But I hear you. Yeah, definitely, and, and, you know, I'm glad that I started sooner than later, but seeing how all this works, it's made me want to do more with it and like I said going back to being able to to take those resources and and exceed and 
And for me, what that looks like is continuing um, to be involved in politics and continue to just care about the community. And it's not because it's a thing that I feel like I have to, but I genuinely just want to because that's what I've learned from my parents. And So what was that spark that made you realize, okay, I want to get involved? I know you said, like, current administration obviously has sparked a lot, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of shit going on prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um but what was that moment that you were like, I want to roll up my sleeves. I want to get more involved. Like, I could, you easily could just be going on your way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to do anything <clears throat> for the community. Like, you are enough just mm-hmm. being you and moving forward in your own life. But you're making an intention and a goal to, like, help others as you grow. So what was, like, that spark? What was that inspiration? Um, honestly, I want to say it was my family and, <clears throat> excuse me, just seeing... Um, taking it personal, you know, taking it personal and seeing that it was my family who was being attacked, who was mm-hmm. at risk. Um, but it wasn't just my family, you know. There's many others, whether they're family members of ours or friends um, or even overall in our community in Vegas. I know and, and I know that we're not the only ones and we just can't be, you know. We're not the only family that's going through these struggles and no matter what, if there is a problem, like, we're able to overcome it, but that's not the same case for other community members, and, you know, I've been so fortunate enough to have both my parents, have siblings, um, always have a place under, a a place to, to rest and sleep Mm -hmm. and live, um, but knowing that not everybody is, is, accessible or those resources aren't accessible to our community and just wanting to do more and my community is my family you know my family is my community and um I recently went back to college you did yeah cool this last semester and I took a political science a political science class and we were just going over theory and you know they talk about whether man was born good or evil and Mm. You know, we can go in circles and circles about that. But I think at the end of the day, I don't think we were born evil and and we learn from our parents. And, you know, I was going to say this before, but my parents are the most humblest people that I know. And so are my siblings. And I just know that I will strive every day to become and be who they are. And not only that, but, but be who I know I am. Hmm. And, you know, I... I feel like something that has let, that puts me down is, oh, but I've done this or I've done that, you know? And they're not major things. They're little things. Um, that you feel that, guilty yeah, for? Yeah, that I feel a little or, guilty for. Okay. Um, and one of them, it, you know, it, it could just be owning up to my mistakes and, and just moving forward. Um, and, you know, r- super personal, but drinking is one of them. Mm. Um I'm glad I offered you a beer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, and, and you know, <laughs> it's just really uh, being able to limit yourself and being mm. able to do these things without, you know, being crazy about it. And um, So you walk a fine line as far as, like, maybe your traditions of your family, then, like, living in, like, a modern society mm-hmm. of, like, culturally of America or whatever mm-hmm, that looks mm-hmm. like. But then also the religion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put on you. <laughs> Have you ever watched... You know what you remind me of? Do you ever watch the show on Hulu called Rami? No. 
It's a really good show. <laughs> it's about this kid. He it's he's a comedian, so it's okay. loosely based off his life. But he's Muslim, and his family's from Egypt. But he was born here. But it's like him trying to find his roots in Egypt, but also being a modern kid living in Jersey. Oh, wow. Wow, and it, okay. like he he like sleeps with girls, but like he won't drink. And, like, he'll go, like, he wanted to practice Ramadan, but he mm-hmm. ended up sleeping with a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that he met. And so it's, like, this struggle of him wanting to live his roots and find his purpose yeah. and, like, be respectful, yeah. but also being in a modern society, but also, like, loosely following his religious mm-hmm. beliefs. So Yeah, I can definitely relate then. Yeah, you know what for I'm saying? Sure. Um, when, whenever I hear your story, I think of that show. It's a really good, you should watch it. You it's would on really, Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, and, you know, that's just also, like... Is that kind of, like, that The space? intersectionalities yeah. and how everything just um, just crosses. And, you know, I think in the um, organizing world, it's something super cheesy that we always say. But at the end, you know, whether it's holding hands or just being there in a circle. But we always say, your struggle is my struggle. And mm. we won't be liberated until we're all liberated. And... You know, a lot of vegans we say that for animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until the animals are free, we're not free because mm-hmm. like we're all the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like your interpretation of that because also too, I think a lot of people in the vegan movement miss the part that humans need to be equal. Mm-hmm. Which is a funny thing that I've also recently been thinking about is the we can get, this is a loophole that I just one day was thinking about, yeah. but having. Um, at least my family um, and other families that I know that are Mexican, having that kind of divide of being, or having indoor pets and overall having pets Mm. and just the care that is really, um, that is really taken after them. And maybe I'm not really explaining it well, but I feel like, in America's culture, you know, we cater to our pets. We make sure that everything's okay for them. We take care of them more than we take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. If they're hurt, we take them to the doctor immediately. And for us, we wait a little bit, make sure that it, that you're really in okay. pain. But for, um, you know, my family and my extended family, I feel like they look at animals more because they use them at, in the ranch, you know. They would have mm. cats to get the mice. They would have dogs to... Uh, scare away any birds or whatnot to, you know, herd cattle or goats or whatever it may be. They had cows to to live off daily, and, um, you know, they made sure that they took care of them, but... They I were just, more commoditized. Yeah. Is that the right word? Commoditized? Um, that, like, they were a commodity. Mm-hmm. Like, it was part of, like, maybe their um, wealth, in a way, mm-hmm. to be able to have mm-hmm. livestock mm-hmm. or to be able to provide food. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And that thought came to me one day when I um, was just hanging out with my dog inside the house, and my mom right away was like, you better clean wherever she went around because she must have left, like, lots of hair. <laughs> and, mm. and just always kind of growing up around that idea where, uh, you know, we got to just make sure that the house is always clean if the pets are inside. Um, well, for one, also because my mom's allergic. But Got it. But just, like, really seeing that I you know, that my friends are close to their pets and how well they take care of their pets, but I feel like we've always just just loved them from afar, I guess. My parents have, even though the kids... And that's also just a shift yeah, of, like, being, say, being think, modernized and... Yeah, it's like... Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so this is a really big question, but I feel like it's okay. Um, consistent. But like, what is your view on our current society, or like, how do you, how are you interpreting stuff? Like, what is your point of view, or like, how are you? processing stuff because you are in that intersection right mm-hmm. of many different identities and holding a lot of different spaces and then being in a space and being able to represent all of that with you just being you right like what is your current state of the union of how you see things <laughs> wow yeah that is a very no, I know. Question. i know <laughs> um you know i think we uh i think we just really need to, to take a step back take a step back and be able to have these kinds of conversations without, uh, you know, really having your thoughts, without really taking it personal. Mm. Um, and I've learned that, I think, because of this current administration, and I know I said that I took, um, you know, the beginning of it very personal and where my family was attacked, um, was being attacked, but now just there's so much hate and... Um, you know, a lot of people are saying it's because of the current, you know, current administration, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure this has been there. And, um, I think it's been brought more to the surface. Yeah, for sure. But it's always been there. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I want to say that when did things get like so chaotic, but I Mm -hmm. feel like we're not, I don't think we're ready for what is to come. Um, I think things are moving too fast. Um, there's lots of technology that we weren't ready for. Um, our cities are growing more than we expected them to grow, especially Las Vegas. Um, and how, like, how do we handle these things? So I think that's where I really say, like, we need to take a step back and talk amongst ourselves. And you know, how do we, how are we able to live? Be more together. Thoughtful. Yeah, and be more mindfulness. Be more mindful. Um, but I don't know if, you know, that's just kind of my intake on, on things or my outlook on things. And I say that more because I felt like I was very conservative, Mm. um, being brought up in a church, an organized church, but now, you know, being progressive and just really like, I take it as in like, how did I get these concepts to sit with me? Hmm. And how was I able to, you know, talk about these things? What are the conversations you would love to be seeing more of? Um, honestly, it, this is a really tough one, but I think overall it's a, a racial one mm-hmm. where, you know, we're, we're scared to, to use terms. We're scared to say certain things. We're scared to kind of live in some, some aren't at all, you know, and they just live freely. But being able to have these conversations with the folks that, I don't know, you may be curious about or want to know more about um, and really taking action on your own and, um, you know, maybe sometimes it does take asking a friend or having a friend help you, but not being scared of doing these things. What's an example of it? Um, a good one I would say is just, um, as of recently, you know, just with uh, there being more of a of a lingering kind of awkward feeling of um, race, conversations about mm-hmm. race. Um, you know, I have, I've had friends tell me that they go up to them and ask them, like, what's the proper way to address this issue or, you know, and instead being able to just have, I don't know if it's having spaces 
where these conversations can be can be made or, or done um, but overall just having those resources and and really looking into it really having all the information there um, what does that look like what's an example uh, what's an example okay I you know I want to bring up Planned Parenthood um, because okay. because I I want to say that there's a lot of stigma around Planned Parenthood and just abortions um, but overall looking at the, all the services that they do that's mm-hmm. um, not just about um, you know reproductive rights I agree it's about health overall and those are things that people don't often think about you know they think of Planned Parenthood and think directly to one specific or like service. very racist roots right yeah and a lot of like fucked up things mm-hmm. but also the new progress of it if you will mm-hmm. and just knowing that not everybody's gonna be in the same position that you're in mm-hmm. um whether it's for not having insurance not having uh the money being financially um stable on that part or whatever it is but just fully knowing um what's happening with the world and these issues and then taking a position on it with without you know jumping to conclusions hearing other people's perspectives like something that I was just having conversation with my neighbors actually before I even came over Mm -hmm. is if people can more connect with each other as just humans regardless of whatever their background is, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, if you could just connect with someone on just a very human moment, I think the more understanding and compassion can be cultivated. Mm -hmm. So people respect each other's choices more. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And along with that, also, um, that's a great way to sum it up, but also to add to that is just overall just being respectful. And I think that's something that we've really lost touch with just being humans and you know having that respect and just honoring whether it was Mm -hmm. our ancestors those before us totally you know on this land and those who are here now and those who are to come Mm -hmm. um I think that's something that I just really always keep in mind and um how I try to sculpture and shape my life going forward and like I said you know um just owning up to your mistakes and you can't go back you can't correct them but you can correct them going forward and I think Mm. that's that's where I'm kind of at right now and um also just feeling like there needs to just overall be more representation of our community and and whether it's in politics whether it's in community leaders whether it's when whatever it is I think there just needs to be that appreciation of of what is there and what is and happening kind of like boiling that down what's an example of that like what what type of representation because that could be interpreted in many different ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's like some representation we don't need any more of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're good <laughs> <laughs> what would that look like what like if you close your eyes and just envision like what that truly looks like mm-hmm. um you know specifically down here downtown i want to say that it looks like um you know, there's already a huge, huge uh, space for community here, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see more vendors that sell, you know, something that looks like the swap meet, mm-hmm. um, selling clothes from whatever city or country they're from, 
um, really embracing all the differences that are within the city because it's so transient, you know? Um, I think that's also like one of the factors to all of the things here in Vegas is that everything's just go, go, go. Um, and again, just taking a step back and embracing, you know, having tacos mm. at one, maybe one of the market in the alleys or mm. tacos being available downtown, just like, you know, there's the Shafini's hot dogs um, that are really up late at night. Um, there's taco places that are down the street on Bonanza that are really good. Mm. Uh, but having that more accessible to downtown and... Do you think it comes down to, like, um, I don't want to say the word branding, but, like, having knowing where those spots are or, like, that they're not as underground or just, like, getting them more known but, like, not tokenizing them mm-hmm, or, like, mm-hmm. I, I find that in myself because I'm a marketer, right? Mm-hmm. I love branding and mm-hmm. I love, like, talking about places but also respecting that not everyone wants to be super commercial or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they don't want everyone coming through their fucking taco shop. And I respect (laughs) that too. I'm very aware of my, when I walk into a Uh space, like, Uh okay, like Mm -hmm. really make sure you're respecting who owns this space. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm very mindful of that. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you, how would you love to see maybe some changes or shifts or like, um, supporting those establishments but doing it in a respectful way right and not yeah yeah yeah. does that make sense yeah definitely and I think that just um goes down to again having these conversations and having the people that you know are in these situations at the table when it's being discussed Mm. initially um you know so it doesn't feel like it's being tokenized or it doesn't feel like um it's any any problematic way but you know, having, and I feel like this was something that was continuously said throughout the midterms, the 2018 midterms was, you know, if there's not a seat for you at the table, then bring a, a folding chair. But, you know, now if we are trying to see a more diverse community, I think it's just starting these conversations with um, community hearings and um, just listening sessions. And where are these happening? Like, how can, if, like myself, I'll just, mm-hmm. I always use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm in, where can I go, what's happening, like, what are some good, like, next steps that someone is like, yeah, no, I understand that I have, you could say, call it a privilege, they have resources, they have some sort of something they could add to the table, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to use what I have mm-hmm. for the good of everybody, right? Yeah. Where are some places they could go or, like, how can they get involved in... I, I always use the term, like, responsibly, mm-hmm. just because that's, like, a whole other conversation mm-hmm. of um, integrating into a community yeah. not responsibly, and that's not what I'm about <laughs> either. Um, what would you recommend to that person? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening are like us. They want to mm-hmm. use whatever they have to share with the community mm-hmm. to better everybody. What are, like, some, like, you say community um, organizing and, like, kind of, like, city hall type of moments mm-hmm. where you could listen to people and have those small business owners, right, mm-hmm. at the table and stuff like that? What's some examples here locally that people could show up to and support? Yeah, and, and thank you so much for asking that because, like you said, I think there's many people um, in the position of, I want to get involved, but how? Yeah. And that's, in the, that's the same situation that I was in. Um, you know, I started going to just community uh, events that I found on Facebook through Facebook just cool. looking through there um, and then I saw someone that I recognized from um, mutual friends and we just started chit-chatting and they told me about 
one specific organization and you know I looked them up felt like my values aligned very well with theirs and decided to just you know sign up and volunteer with them and that was planned the Progressive mm. Leadership Alliance of Nevada and um, you know that's just that's an organization that I currently am um, with right now but they've been around for 25 years this year's actually their 25th year anniversary wow. and it's work that is done specifically in Nevada but um, you know, it's local, local work that we're able to see changes, whether it's, um, through a local level or through the legislative session that, sorry, that's happening right now. Um, but just, you know, and going back to your question, like, how do we find these places? I want to take into consideration, like, our whole state, our whole city. Um, you know, our city has a page and there's hearings that are happening in the government center um, all the time. Um, I also sit on um, the board for bus shelters and benches for the RTC. And our meetings are every, um, every other month on even months, the third Thursday. And so there's meetings like that that happen every so often, but it all regards, or and is all around the city and they always take community responses or community um, public comment, um, as well as they do right now in the legislative session where these bills are happening and being heard, being voted on by the people that represent us. But at every hearing, there's always public comment, whether it's for it or against it or neutral. And, you know, these are things that I can maybe pass on to you and just yeah, post about whether, totally. again, it's it's at a legislative set, uh, level right now or a city level or you know whatever kind of level but just like really being involved and that's something being that I'm aware yeah that yeah this is even happening mm-hmm and again having that access to right. even know that right it's happening right and that's something that I really want to start doing later on um, the legislative session is ending soon and mm. so once we have a little bit more time just having those kick off and really listening to what it is that our community is saying and how can we better that and how can we really listen and take action totally and from my point of view of just being around amazing people like yourself and other community organizers and people who are doing these fucking rad things in the community that are more like oh can I have a space to talk about green the green deal mm -hmm. and uh, plan and Planned Parenthood and mm -hmm. HRC because they have le legislation that they're helping lobby moving mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. uh, ACLU mm -hmm. I've been learning so much I'm like I didn't even know what the yeah. fuck a session <laughs> was you know and I'm I, I'm a pretty well educated person right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there was a big gap I think in just the actual application of how bills work and mm -hmm. how the politics works and I think a lot of people just feel still like it's so out of their hands but I love like the work that you're doing because you're debunking that and you're like no actually your voice does matter and you're making sure that you're empowering a community that has been marginalized right and has been not in the the, the mainstream conversation mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um I love how you put it this was in a previous conversation we had um hanging out by the pool but you you called it economic justice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that really stuck with me that really hit a chord I'm like wow that that's it that's that's what you're fighting for and that's what I want to fight for mm -hmm. too like economic justice like we all have a 
fair playing field Mm -hmm. of our economic status and Mm -hmm. what we have access to. Um, And I think you do that really well and just sharing that information and bring this into our consciousness. Um, Because I think the more people know and they could have very tangible, and that's why I ask you, like, what's an, what does that look like? Because it's boiling it down, giving example, and then having something very simple and actionable Mm -hmm. that people then can partake in, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Because everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a million things going on. And especially if it doesn't personally affect you, mm-hmm. it's very, very easy mm-hmm. to keep on going, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. how do we pause people and be like, hey, this may not affect you personally, but this affects your community. Mm-hmm. And you should really give a shit. So give this, give me a minute. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like kind of like disrupting if you will Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like go 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 so Mm -hmm. that they understand oh wow and maybe it's feeding their ego a little bit Mm -hmm. and I that's kind of like where I'm at too it's like it makes me feel good to do good right Mm -hmm. I'm like but don't use it just to feel good you know Mm -hmm. um but that's what I love about what you're doing and what plan's doing I know you have some things coming up too yeah thank you and and I want to uh, just real quickly touch on economic justice, you know, and that's something that uh, was new to me. And um, also even the session, like you said, you didn't even know mm-hmm. what that meant. And I also just working through the session and what are the next steps? And, you know, even reading the bills, it's something that it is confusing and it is very intimidating. But because of that all same reason, you know, that is why you should be more involved. Um, and just breaking it down and taking it slowly, like just being able to understand it yourself. And, um, all these resources are online. And, um, again, I can share this information with you cause I would love for everybody to just totally. go we'll on there the and, and search uh, on the podcast too. And, um, yeah. And so before when I, first I was just volunteering and then I became a canvasser. So I was going door to door, um, talking to our community and we were more, uh, focused and targeting folks that, we're registered to vote, but just haven't been voting. Mm. And all this is public information. When you register to vote, your information is public. It doesn't obviously show who you vote for, but, you know, it shows um, the address that you're registered at um, and what party you are. Um, but I, what I really love about PLAN and the work that I was doing with them was we were focused on... It was, it was a C3 level, so it was nonpartisan uh, work. And it didn't matter what political party you were. It was just more focusing on the issues. And I think that's also a huge thing nowadays that, you know, it, it's a party thing, but yep. it's, it should be issue-based. And I um, so I started with immigration, and, and um, then just at the beginning of this year, I started doing economic justice. And, again, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But... You know, it's it's everything from your health care, how you're doing, because that prevents you from either working or succeeding and having a, su- a successful day, productive day. Um, education, a little bit of education, um, how you are even with your finances, you know. Um, if you're not doing too well, then you could go be getting a loan, and the interest rates right now for those payday loans are at a 600% rate, and that's something that was also going through the legislative session. Um, but to even be making money, like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be employed or not. Um, and what does that look like? And also just your housing, you know, mm-hmm. and all this just interconnects. And 
especially here in Vegas, like these are things that we really need to start looking at because our housing have our housing rates have gone up so much, whether it's mortgage or rent overall, like they're going up. And the other day when I was flying out of Vegas, um, I just looked down and I saw how big and how big our city has gotten and also just what's around it. And I, you can tell they're going to just continue this development and make our city even bigger. But so now the next steps are how do we prepare ourselves to get there? How do we, mm. you know, successfully implement these cycles that we should have between us and our community to overall be a successful city? Um, but, you know, I'm so sorry. I think I just rambled no, on. No, no, no. I'm so there with so, you. I'm, like, very so, intrigued. So, yes. yeah, that's, that's economic justice. And, um, you know, that's why I am excited to be working with you guys. Um, Ferguson's downtown and everything that's down here. And with this organization that I'm, that I'm an organizer for, again, PLAN, um, we're going to be having, like I said, some events coming up. There is an event on Wednesday the 29th. Mm-hmm. It's Selena night. Uh, so so, so what that is going to be about is just, you know, ha- enjoying a movie as, as a community. It's a fundraiser for our organization. Again, since it's the 25th year anniversary, uh, we're trying to have 25 celebrations. And so this is a fundraiser that um, I got to partner with with you all here in Ferguson's downtown for. And we're going to show a movie out on the lawn and... Um, that's going to be Selena. You know, we all love Selena, but when so was the excited. last time we really watched it? So looking at it through an ec- economic justice lens mm. um, and all doing it also like for um, for just overall being able to help this organization that is a local organization and has helped on multiple issues, whether it's water issues, our native um, indigenous communities, um, making sure that our, our all, all of our communities are registered to vote um, mm. and really helping that with, um, you know, not direct services because we don't have any lawyers or attorneys at plan, but having our resources that we've been able to get throughout all these years and work closely with and um, just have these good relationships with and building off that, you know, and excited to just be working with you guys and seeing what we can build together as well yes. and and just really well, that's what I bridges. love about you and your approach is that you're you're very candid of like the conversations that need to happen but then you're also down to be like <laughs> okay let's put something together <laughs> to get the ball rolling yeah which I love and that's what we need more of Thank and you. I really respect that about you Thank and you. whenever I talk about you I'm like she's down to like figure something out and work together and like that I think that energy like that's what's going to move everyone forward thank you thank you so much and yeah it's it's all about you know taking action and um you know I the way that I actually met you was through um a workshop that you were hosting because at that time it was in 2016 I really wanted to have a podcast and so I and created and I, you know, I started writing like episodes down and just what I wanted to have my podcast be about. Oh my god! I was super this needs to happen. <laughs> I was super heartbroken at the time. Really? <laughs> That's usually when your best creativity happens. And um, yeah, I just felt I I was inspired by another podcast that a friend recommended to me, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And to like fully commit myself to it, I I looked up 
you know, just what I could do to get that started. And I found, came across like a workshop for folks who wanted to create something. So yeah. I attended it. Um, there's even like some photos out there that we had a photo shoot. Yes. It and came to one of my meetups. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That You're, you still do. Yeah. yeah. That's how like the workshop downtown started. Oh, wow. That okay. was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> That was like, because I was doing my own meetups, and then at Sister House, we started doing workshops. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then when Sister House closed, we were like, well, let's just keep this going. Like, I'm yeah. already doing workshops. You're doing workshops. That was like our favorite thing to do together with Ashley. Mm. So that's, you were part of that. Yeah. And so it started from there, and then I just started searching more into you and what you did. And I was like, wow, Kelly is really building a community, and it's through Vegination, and it's through all these other projects that she's doing. I don't know how she does it, but she's doing it. <laughs> and, you know, I knew you were busy. And so I I just wanted to, again, it was 2016, and I just wanted to get involved. So I emailed you. I think it was to just work closer yeah. with you, yeah. um, you know, help in any way, whether it was being an intern. And you, I think it was actually through Instagram. I DM'd mm. you. <laughs> and then you wrote back saying, yeah, come to Vegination, so-and-so yep, date, yep, yep. so-and-so time. I went, and I actually was interviewed, so yeah. I was like, okay, is this... Yeah, guys, I thought <laughs> she wanted a job at Vegination, and I totally interviewed her, and she didn't... She was just trying to get coffee with me, and I apologize. <laughs> I was really busy, and I probably was not, like, fully paying attention, but you were so kind and went with it. She interviewed with me, and I remember... I, I do remember interviewing you, because I thought, in my mind, so I'm so glad we could still be friends, and that... <laughs> Yeah, and, and then, you know, what's funny is that I was like, well, I didn't leave, I didn't do an application, I didn't leave my name, like, No, okay. yeah, totally. And it was just so fast, like, I thought I was going to be there for at least, like, an hour or two, and it was so fast, you know, it was an interview, that I even went and got coffee downtown, and then she was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I I and I never got a call back, so... No, I remember... <laughs> no, I remember all of this. Because we didn't even have a position open, but I was like, I want to hire her when we do. <laughs> so, that was Kelly 2016 <laughs> just trying to make it through the day. Because she was doing a lot of things and wasn't really fully aware of that. 2019, Kelly. 2019. Trying to slow down a little bit and pay attention. But yeah, thank you. And then you came to my meetup and I met you again. And then mm -hmm. I met you, I feel like I keep meeting you and like, as you are growing too. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah, and, and back then, and you know, I'm still very um, indecisive about the podcast just because. Well, now you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, just being busy, going back to school and really balancing that. Um, but yeah, I really, one of the reasons why I do want to have this podcast is to hold myself accountable, um, you know, and the cool thing, you know, about humans is that we can change our mind and the way we mm -hmm. think and all that. But I think for the most part, I always want to make sure that everything I do is not only for myself, but for my community, you yes. know, at the very most of everything. Um, and again, like I mentioned, because of all this work, I realized that what exactly do I want to do with my life, and um, I definitely want to run for office. Yay! <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes, 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 yes. As far as representation, like, your voice is needed. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you, and, and 
I just feel like there's, again, there's so much that I still need to learn. It's only been a year and a half mm -hmm. of being, like, real community-focused, but um, I just want to continue doing this work and always standing for for our people, for our communities. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I want to keep myself accountable for, for these beliefs and these thoughts and these aware like just being aware overall of, of these things and um, again it all starts with just finding out and asking uh, how can you get involved in doing it and really taking action but you know those resources have to be accessible to you and so um, and that's major right yeah you can make these changes you can make these impacts mm -hmm. but you need to have access to the resources in order to do it mm -hmm. in order to apply it right you yeah. could do it on your own yeah. sure but like you could really cut down on the time and the stress and the the hardship, if you will, yeah. of trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. You're trying to bring that access to people yeah. so that they can have a leg up or not even a leg up, but just like be in it, be right? In it, yeah. Like meeting meeting everybody where they're at. Um, and again, just being really open minded and you know, one of the things that was I think toughest for me was just being comfortable with even having these conversations. Mm. Again, being um, being brought up in a very conservative atmosphere to now um, defending what I was opposing back then, mm. um, but just taking it more from a response and perspective of, you know, that was me back then, but not everybody's in those shoes or has the privilege to have these resources. Um, so that's really important, and and again, there are there are there has to be something out there, and if not, then let's do it together. Right. And you know, right now there's this program that I'm currently in. It's called Emerge. Um, it helps train and prepare you for for when you run to, want to run for office, and this is um, specifically for women, but they also do have a men's program, um, and it's nationwide. But I'm currently in Emerge, and again, it's it's just continuing to to do that and being trained and helped with these things so that you know how to handle these things and what direction you want to go in and overall be ready for when it comes yes um but it's how tough. do you feel that like your um intersection of your identities right being latina mm -hmm. queer being raised raised in like a pretty religious setting which mm -hmm. it sounds like um being born and raised in Vegas, right? Like, all those intersections, being a woman, mm -hmm. right? How do you see that now as your power? How do I see that as my power? Personally, just using it. Mm -hmm. um, taking it all in and not forgetting where I come from. Mm -hmm. um, at all times, you know? Growing up, um, we lived... You know, it's funny because, yeah, now it's called, like, small, tiny living, but back then it was just a trailer that my family... Um, and I lived in, uh, we slept right next to the kitchen and mm -hmm. we would just lay out blankets. But those were the best moments of my life because I was always with my family at all times. Mm. Um, and just not forgetting that, um, you know, we didn't have a huge house, but I had my family, but also acknowledging that, you know, again, not everybody can be in this, in that position, uh, whether it's of status, race, um, where you are economically, if you do have a house or not, but just remembering where you come from and taking that with you wherever you go. And I think that's something that 
I'm very genuine about and I will always have at the very forefront of whatever it is that I do. I love that. <laughs> and what is something that you would love to really have as your call to action? Like you personally, you would love to, I know we talked about having conversations around mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. but just like something really tactile and, and tangible that someone can start putting into action today. Like what would you love them to be more aware of or thoughtful about or start practicing? Like what, what does that look like? Oh man, that's a pretty loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were one thing, um, if it were one thing, okay, it's going to be two. It's going to kind of break this yeah. down. So I'm going to, because I'm going to do a call to action and then I'm going to do the one thing. So if it were one thing, I would say to just go for it. Go for it and don't, don't be scared. Um, whether it's reaching out about, you know, getting involved or just taking action, just don't be scared of doing it. Um, cause that one step can just take you anywhere. And my call to action is to sign up for the Selena night. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so you can stay in the loop of all of our events, follow us on, on all social media. What's um, the plan. handle on Instagram? It's for plan. It's P L A Nevada. P-L-A Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Yeah, and then for Facebook. And all the events are on there? Yeah. For Facebook, um, that's the pro- it's the Progressive Leadership Alliance of Nevada. For Twitter, it's also P-L-A Nevada. Um, or even reach out to me, you know. Um, again, it starts with that conversation, and I feel like I'm a pretty, pretty easygoing gal, not too shabby. <laughs> and, and just listening and trying to, again, like I said, make it through together um we can figure it out together you know I am still learning um how to do my job and I think you know I'm still learning how to live (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah we can do it together we can work it out together and And what's your personal Instagram oh my personal Instagram well my name is Briseida Briseida um and it's spelled out it's B-R-I-C-E-I-D-A and we'll put a link. Yeah, C and V at, you know, through yep. ever, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, I want to say. I love it. So, yeah, and, and yeah, please just reach out, and we can have, we can grab some coffee. Um, let's hope it's not, like, the coffee that we try to get with Kelly, Sorry. and it ends up being an interview. I apologize. <laughs> I will not interview anybody else for a job. We could just get coffee. <laughs> yeah, get some coffee. I or, love that. Yeah. I just realized that story, too which is pretty amazing. <laughs> but we could just get coffee for real. I love it. And just having this chit-chat, you know, and, and going forward with it, so. I love it. So we'll see you guys Wednesday night mm-hmm. at Ferguson's for Selena night. It's $10, right? Suggested. Suggested donation, yeah. $10. And then um, we're raising money for plan. Yeah. So everyone has economic justice and mm-hmm. access to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. We're in. I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was really cool. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening. Please share, like, tell your friends, and take action. It could start as simple as following a new Instagram account and showing up for a movie night. Mm-hmm. It really could start there. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>